Hey, welcome back to another episode of Dawson Dudes. Tonight we review season three, episode 12, A Weekend in the Country. I'm Brian. And I am Chris. We're the Dawson Dudes. Yep. How's it going, Chris? I mean, it doesn't sound like it's going good. I'm singing. <laughs> doing all right. How are you doing? That's going. Heard you were a little under the weather. Yeah. Um, I had the poop vid. <laughs> had, that, had that COVID out to ass. Yeah. Um, I feel better now, though. That's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm post-surgery myself. I get it. <laughs> yeah, you got a boob job. Yeah, I look amazing. <laughs> it's like, well, you're not going to heal if you don't stop touching them, though. I'm sorry. I've never seen hairy tits look this <laughs> look this sexy before. They look good. Yeah, so that's what I had going. On. <laughs> no, but I, I did I did get a tooth pulled, which is, is um you got all of them pulled, right? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, they're <laughs> like fuck teeth. Tired Start of, over. Yeah, tired of taking care of them, man. Like. Even in even in this age of only being inside, like I just I'm done with it. Denture me up. I watched the uh, Dawson's Creek adjacent movie this weekend. What movie? I watched um, Manchester by the Sea. Oh, is it, oh with um, Casey Affleck. Me, me and, too. Um, me too. Casey Affleck and uh, pre Me too. Well, right. It was it was post that post that uh, and uh, Michelle Michelle Williams. Williams. Nice. If it? you look at the poster. Uh-huh. You think it's like a two-piece? Like it's just the two of them? Or like you know, like the other two main people? Right. That's like, what I assumed. She's barely in it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really about Casey Affleck's character. Yeah, there's a lot of raves around it. How is, like, how is it? It's fucking heavy. <laughs> it's really, really fucking heavy. Really? Like in a metal way? <laughs> it's very emotional. Um, have you ever... You know who Kenneth Lonergan is? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen one of his movies? Yes. I can't remember which. He did a movie I loved. Is you could count on me. Oh, I love you can count on me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. That's him. Yeah, um, I love that. I love that. Film. He's like he does like he's like a playwright too and stuff. Right. I think you can count on me. Actually, started as a play. It's it seems like it. It's about this guy who Casey Affleck plays. Uh huh. This tragic tragic thing happens. He leaves his hometown Manchester in America. Yeah, New Hampshire. Oh, got it. He has to come back because his brother dies, played by Coach. Coach? Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, um, Ron. No, not Coach. Coach. Oh, uh, Coach is in, like, Craig T. Nelson? No, not I thought you were thinking Craig T. Nelson, not Craig T. Nelson. No, uh, no, uh, Coach Friday from fucking Friday Night Lights. Yeah, that's who I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Mm. Fuck's it. Uh, Kyle, Kyle. Ky- yeah, Kyle Chandler. Kyle Chandler. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. You're welcome. You know, he gets the news every day. Yeah. For the for the day. D- next day. D- yeah. Early edition. That's like that's like one of that's like one of those shows that nobody under 60 ever watched. I know it because like I think my step uh, I'm pretty sure my dad and stepmom were really into it. Love yeah, that. Yeah, Kyle shit. Chandler plays yeah. his brother. He passes away from a heart thing. Jeesh. He gives full custody of his son to Casey Affleck. Casey Affleck's like, thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Kenneth Lonergan talks about, like, you know, people tell you that time will heal all wounds. Uh-huh. And it's like, it's just not true. There nope. are people who 
go through things that are so horrific that they can never get over it. Right. And people don't make movies about them, so I wanted to make a movie about them. Got it. And so Casey Affleck plays his character where he something very, very tragic happens in his life. Uh-huh. And he is at fault for it and feels responsible for it, even uh, though it was an accident. Uh-huh. And so he's guilt-ridden, and that's why he can't go back to this town. He can't. He just can't because this is where it happened. Got it. And But he's forced to because he's got to now take care of his nephew because sure. there's nobody else. Got Oh, so yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, can't opt out. <laughs> yeah. Well, sounds fun. Sounds like a... Michelle Williams plays his wife. Yeah. And, yeah, she does that um, New England Manchester accent. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> you fucking yeah. crux. You crux sucker. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Now, uh, now I want to watch it. <laughs> she talks about, I saw like a little thing with her and Allie Portman. It's like actors on actors. Uh-huh. She talks about visiting the New England area. Sure. And then she's like, all these little towns there. Mm-hmm. They're all like, you better not make it sound like us because Manchester doesn't sound like us. Oh, yeah. And then she's like, all these little towns, they have their own little like dialect, you yeah. know, and it's just, right. they're just like off just a little bit. But for them, they can hear it, you know? Right. And it's just like, she doesn't sound, she sounds like she's from fucking Dorchester, not fucking yeah. Manchester. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. And she's just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So I watched that. That was <clears throat> draining, <laughs> brutal. Yeesh. Yeah. I had to take a break in the middle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know that. I know that feeling. Like I took a, I took a good four minute break. Play oh shit, games. Come back to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to prolong it to another day. Uh, another day. Sure. Yeah, have to come back to it because you have to like you have to like rewarm yourself up. At well, that that's point. the last two fucking days of like a depressing movie. You gotta <laughs> get it. Just got to get through it. Just got to get through it. No way, no way, but forward. Yeah, there was a point in the movie. I'm like, I'll take a break right here. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna fucking lose it. I'm gonna fucking lose it. Well, it's not even just lose it. It's just like it's just too much. It's sure, just too much. It's too much. Yeah, yeah. You, you, don't then, always, uh, you don't always have that much for a movie. I watch uh, the uh, Edge of WWE mo- movie vehicle, Money Plane. Money Plane. It's not good. Do you know anything about it? It sounds like the spiritual sequel to Money Train. You would think, wouldn't you? That's my that's my yeah, my first thought. Like you would think, oh, there's a plane that transfer a large amount of money from one area to the next, and then they're gonna do a heist on it. Yeah. The money plane. That's what they call it. The money that's plane. That's not yeah, no. <laughs> so it's not the pl- it is not the plot of money train. <laughs> it has nothing to do with money train. It doesn't mi- like it's not even the spiritual Yeah. Uh, no relation successor. No, no relation. relation. Got yeah. it. Kelsey Grammer, isn't it? Oh boy. <laughs> Denise Richards. Oh wow! Okay, Thomas Jane. Tom, oh, I was thinking about Thomas Jane the other day, which is the first time anyone has ever said that. Joey Lawrence and Matthew Lawrence are in it because the Lawrence it is directed by their youngest brother, Andrew Lawrence. It's the dumbest thing. Did you watch anything this weekend? Nothing interesting. <laughs> watch some baseball. Um, Restarted uh, Fallout 4, so that was most of my weekend. Just building, building a colony. Just building a colony, man. To being, killing a death claw, you know. The fact that you have to do that in like the first 20 minutes, I was I, I forgot about that. Just to scare you the second time, even if I'm in power armor. So tonight's episode is... Uh, the B&B episode. 
Yeah, we finally get the opening of the B&B, A Weekend in the Country. Yeah. Up the top, mm-hmm. I love this episode. I didn't think I would. Right. There were some cheesy moments that, like, worked for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Like, there were moments where I'm like, this is not going to work on me. And then when it happens, it worked. Yeah, they take some big swings, like, cheese-wise. And I think part of it was just, like, sort of their confidence to take those big swings that somehow they all land. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of this episode, too. Let's uh, get into it. Let's do it. Uh, cold open here. Um, they're watching The Big Chill. Have you ever seen The Big Chill? Dude, I watched it for the first time all the way through within the last year or so. Oh, interesting. Yeah. The, Dawson particularly talks about, you know, what a benchmark the movie is for, the, for his parents. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was referenced a lot, like, especially when I was a kid. It is the boomerest boomer ass shit, like, on the planet. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that OK Boomer girl sprouted fully formed from a VHS copy copy of the Big Chill to just be like, fuck this shit, because it is it is the boomerest fucking thing. Like, I don't even know if it's good just because I've seen, uh, you know, you've seen it parodied so much. And it's like such of a time. Mm-hmm. It's interesting in that it is referenced in this show in that I think it is as earnest as Dawson's Creek can be, but also trying to be arch and and sort of like self-referential. Like I think I think that uh that the two really share that. I don't know that I liked it, but it like it is it is definitely as Dawson says in that it is just like such a hallmark of what would have been his mother's and is definitely like my mother's generation. It's so like 70s, 80s. I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing right it's like somebody dies and a bunch of friends come back or something like that right yeah exactly their friend dies the corpse is played by kevin costner the fun trivia that everybody likes to say either i've seen it it's like so long ago i don't remember right or i've never seen it all the way i'd be willing to bet that if you saw it uh, that if you have ever seen it that you probably didn't get all the way through it no i was probably a kid also so yeah even 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 less stupid baby watch like green card like 20 times you love green card <laughs> i have a green card <laughs> <laughs> me and this fat french guy both well got green cards this is amazing well i guess he doesn't have his green cards so. right that's that's the whole deal and you didn't even have to marry andy mcdowell to get yours no nah, i just had to have my country invaded <laughs> right hey man everybody everybody's got their process you know but i i think i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna check it out yeah, it's it's I think it's worth a watch just like especially you I mean of everybody I know you are the most uh you have the most love for film and that like I think it's I think it's definitely like a hallmark of its time and worth watching mm-hmm. if you're a if you're a film buff. Joey's not having any of it. Oh, fuck this shit. Why is everybody dancing in the kitchen like a bunch of assholes? <laughs> Joey is super stressed out. Yeah. The finishing of the Airbnb is scarier than anything that Joey, you know, they have put all their eggs in this one basket. Cause it's like, it's like now, now it's gotta be a thing. Like it's, it, it was a project and now it's, now it's, it's it. And since they finished, they've had, they've yet to have anybody call for a reservation, uh-huh. which like in 1999, I don't even know how you advertise stuff. Totally. <laughs> like, how do you, <laughs> like who do you tell? advertise who do you your tell? Airbnb regular B&B it's not an Airbnb 
You, oh, I'm sorry. I keep calling it an Airbnb. Are yeah. you, dude? Is it is this guerrilla marketing for Airbnb? You're not telling. You're not. You're not. You're not cutting me in. <laughs> Airbnb. Airbnb. I'm just saying Airbnb. I can't stop saying Airbnb. Airbnb. I don't know why. I gotta say it at least 15 times in the next 15 minutes. <laughs> to, to the point where it sounds like I'm going crazy. Like I understand, like they're like like yeah, billboards, yeah, the television, f- like but the, like the they f- can't afford that stuff. No, fuck no. So what is it like the phone book or like word of mouth? I don't. know. I guess it's just like but word how do of you mouth. do word of mouth if nobody's ever stayed there? Right, exactly. It was like who do you tell? Like who yeah, tells yeah, who? I understand like advertise on TV or like, but like I guess newspapers. You could put an ad in a news. Like I don't ever remember seeing. I mean, I I didn't look for them, but like. Also, we live in a major city, so like the advertising was probably pretty expensive. Totally, but like I guess you could put like an ad in the newspaper, in the local newspapers. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I was just like, how do you advertise? Yeah, no, no, it's it's a it's a good question. I have no idea. Radio? Yeah, I mean they have radio, right? <laughs> yeah, but all of, of course, all of that takes money. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, the Potters don't have any money to invest in advertising. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah, so she's just a little stressed out. Yeah. We get a little phone call, and she thinks, oh, look, maybe this is our first uh, first uh, reservations. Turns out it's telemarketers. Yeah. And uh, Joey tries to fl- flip the script on her and starts trying to advertise uh, the Potter B&B, and yeah. she gets hung up on. They'll- ironic. Isn't it? <laughs> Don't you think? A little too ironic. Um, maybe you're a little too big. And I Man, I had that record and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Everybody had that record. The record sold like 10 million copies or some crazy thing like that. I think it's one of the, I, I'm pretty sure it's one of those ones. Columbia House. Yeah, I, I, I think I may have paid a penny for that record. And for a penny and for a pound, you know what I'm saying? Hey, here, here. <laughs> Jagged Little Pills sold 33 million copies. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's bananas. <laughs> that's like, that's like, that's like a, a diamond. That is a diamond uh, fucking. Uh, is it a triple diamond? No, uh, 25. Thought, 20, isn't it 25 uh, diamond? I thought diamond was 10 million. Oh, could be. I don't know. What it is is a lot. That's that's a fucking lot. Every song on that thing was a fucking single. There was like six singles on that thing. Yeah, and if like for young people, you don't understand what thirty three million copies mean. That means somebody got into their car, drove to Best Buy or ta- or Tower or Tower the Virgin Mega Store. Yeah, went into the store, picked up a copy, plopped down on average seventeen dollars. Waited in a, waited in a line, <laughs> and like got home. Spent five minutes trying to open the fucking CD. <laughs> That's how much effort it took like, to get music back then. It wasn't just like, I want to listen to Jagged Little Pill. Boom, Jagged Little Pill. Like, right. effort. Effort. That and it was just like, it was effort in the face of half of that record being on the radio. Because <laughs> it's like, if you wanted to listen to something from Jagged Little Pill, wait 10 minutes. It'll be on the radio. Now we, now we fucking sound like we're from the fucking, the, the 90s big chill. Which is, um, um, uh, I don't know, Dazed and Confused, I guess. Nah, man. Empire Records. What is the most millennial movie? Because the most Gen X movie is like Reality Bites. Yeah, Reality Bites is the big chill. 
Yeah, for the Gen for Gen, for Gen Xers. X. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, man. Did we have one? Orange County? <laughs> <laughs> Which I've never seen, by the way. I remember being irritated by it, just by its very existence. You trying to tell me about Orange County, man? I mean, I would have liked it a lot better if Chet Hanks was in it. <laughs> the wrong fucking Hanks was starting this bruh, thing. Bruh. Bruh, 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 bruh. Wicked Orange County. <laughs> Coming from you, Costa from mi- the island of Orange. Costa Mesa, Bamba Clat. Oh, <laughs> that's the stuff. If it if it if it was a Chet, if it was a Chet Hanks, uh, Adrian Brody double <laughs> double banger. Uh, American Pie. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go with that. I would say that's 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 one of those like, yeah, American Pie. American Pie. Yeah, that's that's a good call. Anyway, so Joey's freaking out. <laughs> Joey's freaking out. Things aren't going well. She gets a knock on the door. Well, hey, here we go. Here we go, guys. <laughs> and uh, turns out it's just uh, some people on a mission, you know, trying to convert her. It's the other version of the uh, of the telemarketer. It's the uh, soul, the soul solicitor. So, yeah, so we're at the school. Henry and Jen walking through the halls, having a little conversation. Yep. Comes up that Henry's been doing some part-time work. For some cash yep. at a fancy restaurant, but instead of cash, he wanted a free dinner. Also, he apparently Henry is apparently a very qualified roofer. <laughs> yeah, it turns out. Hey, I've got this. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he got he got the uh, job uh, on a recommendation from Ms. Freckling to a restaurant. <laughs> oh, you need you need roof service. Here's a 15 year old boy, <laughs> <laughs> and that restaurant was like. Cool. <laughs> Sounds good. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> One of the things that we learn in this scene is that Henry has learned all the wrong things about consent in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> I'm not asking. I'm not asking. Because you would say no. <laughs> and that's a problem for me. <laughs> yeah. And Jen's like, well, I don't get the chance to say yes. He's like, nah, bap, 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 bap. not important, not important. You don't get a chance to say anything, baby. I'm in charge. Yeah. This is, yeah. It's, uh, it's, but guess what? It works. It's reinforced because it works. <laughs> Henry spent the last few weeks really, um, really regressing as far as uh, that goes. Chess wishy washy with Henry still. Yeah, she's still still playing a little. <laughs> yeah, still playing a little hard to get. Uh, maybe playing. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> gracias, pero no gracias. Yeah. You know, even after all, everything that happened last week. Yeah, and just and and the 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 events of the last few weeks, uh, uh, it's obvious that Henry has uh, mended his first heartbreak, and he's like, "Let's try this shit again." Yeah, so uh, we cut to another part of school, and he's working on the play. She's got a bunch of stuff to do, including piled up, make the playbill for the play. Uh, Jack's there, and he's like, "You don't know what you're doing, do you?" <laughs> You, you fucking suck at Photoshop or whatever the hell you're using. Yeah. Publisher, page maker. Page maker. Yeah. Yeah. And like Jack apparently is a tech whiz. And, so, uh, he, so by the way, he, so he's like, give me that several thousand dollar iMac laptop, please. He helps her out. This is another, this is another thing that we find out that uh, turns out Jack's a genius at. You know, while he's helping her and he's like, you know, you ever thought about coming home? You know, to our home? I have a home. <laughs> I have a home. It's with an old lady and Jen. You know them. 
Yeah. She's like, well, you know, dad misses you. And Jack's just like, ugh. No, he doesn't. <laughs> no, he doesn't. And Anna gets upset. She's like, fine. Give it. Give me it to me. Give me, give me, give, give me, me, get out of here. Give me my fucking laptop, you homosexual. Yeah. I will finish this shit myself. <laughs> I will say, Andy's starting to, in this episode... Become sympathetic again? <laughs> I don't know sympathetic's the right word, but I'm starting to forget forget about her previous discretions. Her, her, uh, her yeah, her peccadillos. Yeah, no, that's, de- that's definitely something I, I had learned by the end, or I had... Realized by the end of this episode, I was just like, Annie McPhee, are you working your way back into my heart? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't mind her that much. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Definitely. But she's like, fuck you. You don't want to come home. I don't want your help. I'll figure out how to do this shit right side up. Peace. Why, why does it matter? If it's upside down, Flip I'll it. just turn it around after we print it. Flip it, baby. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the much bigger problem is the everything's a different font. <laughs> No, nah, man, that was cool in the 90s. That's like a zine, zine style. <laughs> where you do that. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Where yeah. You, yeah. Where like Ty- everything looks like it's written to you by a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> where, where this zine kidnaps somebody in your family. Yeah. Totally. Um, I kind of miss that about pre-iPod days mm. where design wasn't so clean. Sure. Especially in the 90s. Like, let's make it edgy. Sure. So like design wasn't so clean and like where it was where it was supposed to look fucked up. Yeah, and like yeah, yeah. everything's like everything's flat designed and everything is like it's like that Scandinavian modern look. Sure, now. where everything's super like everything is like it's it's all IKEA shit. It's all just like super clean. Like, yeah, and there's no like you know like things just being weird. Like there's you yeah. know what Casa Bonita is? Yeah. Those kinds of restaurants don't exist in like theme no, restaurants. Where it's just like a bunch of like a bunch of ideas just like crammed together. Like Clifton's, you know? Sure. Yeah, no, like a, just like a nonsense, like a nonsense restaurant. Like I think they redate Clifton's, but it's like they did it like a trendy place. Oh, like it makes more sense now? I don't like that. And it's not just like a forest. You know? Right. I think there's still part that there's still like a section that's still like that. But it's but, but it's make, like but it's like it's probably like specifically pointed to as like the retro what it used to be like section. Yeah. There just used to be a lot of stuff like that. Things feel like Gattaca now where it's just like everything's so like smooth. Yeah. Which is like I think that's nice. Some of that stuff is nice. But like I don't want everything to be like that. I want things I want like a Casa Bonita where it's just like yeah. kitschy and like This is fucking weird. And it's just like it's just weird for whatever like like it's just weird because like this was somebody's it's like idea one, man's one time. Like weird vision. Yeah, of yeah. Like whatever like I wanted to open a Mexican restaurant that looked like a Mexican town. Yeah. I think one of the problems is like those places always have really bad food. Because you come to find out that, like, the kind of person for whom this is a vision is like, oh, this is like a crazy person. This person doesn't know how to cook food. This person put 90% into the idea of the restaurant and 10% into the food. Into the, into the, yeah, into the restaurant part, into the food part. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even like Clifton's. I wouldn't say like Clifton's food was bad, but it was like, it's decent, but it's like, like, I never would crave, like, oh man, it's just like cafeteria food. Yeah. Yeah. But I love Clifton's, yeah. like what Clifton's used to be. Right, like, totally. I love, like, I just love that it's just like, I'm just sitting in a fort. Like, it's just like kitschy and it's like, right like kind of fun. Yeah, especially if you're a kid, like, it's like oh, totally. super cool. Totally. Yeah. We cut to the bank. Bessie and uh, Joey are looking to get a loan, I guess. 
business loan, it looks like. Things are getting a little, little lean, and uh, they need some a loan to kind of get them through these tough times. You know, they're trying to get a PPP loan. Kind of trying to get that capital, baby. Yeah, but um, unfortunately, and she says something here that's really weird. She says, Bessie is a single mother. Bessie's not a single mother. Oh, uh, I don't think. I think what she means is that, like, she and Bodie aren't She's not married. married. Yeah, I don't think they're married. Yeah, but that's a single mother. Right, but it's just like, this is like, that's some white people fucking single mom shit. She's like, she's like, that, and we, and we find out, like, a, like a, a smidge later that her and Bessie know each other. So it's like, it's like, it's like, she's like trying to be condescending. I was like, wait, did she and Bodie get in a fight? Or Like, I was like trying to figure it out. I was like, oh, I don't remember was there something that happened that we I just don't remember? Yeah, me too. I had the, I had the exact same thing happen. I was like, is Bodie gone like for good? Yeah, like, yeah. I know Bodie's not gone for good because I've seen the show. So I was like, oh, did they reconciliate later on? Like, I was yeah, like yeah. really like confused when she said Bessie was a single mother. But you maybe you're right. Like, I guess in like a more conservative time, an unmarried woman, even if that her significant other, like he's just in another town trying to make money. It can be considered a single mother because because that, that could be considered like hillbilly shit, and then it's just like if you're like an upper crust, what like like someone trying to go make money in another town for you, yeah. for the family. Yeah, I think I think upper I think upper crust types can real. Uh, there's a lot there that a real sort of like upper middle class upper class type person can uh, take as like fuel to like be condescending. Somebody on Twitter was like, "What's something that like." When poor people do, it's considered trashy, but when rich people do, it's considered classy. Uh-huh. And somebody was like, speaking two languages. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. And it's like, yeah, it's totally like, if you're poor and you speak two languages, you're like, you're an immigrant. Yeah. And it's like trashy. But if you're like a rich white person and you speak another language, you're fucking worldly. Right. Uh, it kind of reminds me of that as like if I'm a, like a rich businessman and I go overseas to work. Yeah. And I, yeah, I have to go abroad to go do like power meetings in Spain or whatever. Yeah. Like whatever Jen's dad did for you know Thanksgiving. That's classy. That's 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 rich motherfucker stuff. Yeah, But if you're a poor person and you ha- you're forced to leave your family to work in another town to make money. That's, that's yeah. It's hillbilly shit. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. It's fucked up. Yeah. Think about it, people. Yeah, but she's just like, you just don't qualify, Bessie. I'm sorry. You could, but the, and then she, uh, the, uh, Bessie and, and Joey are sitting there sort of like defeated. But then the lady does say, like, hey, man, you own your house. You could be a mortgage, mortgage that bad boy. Yeah. Which is really not a strange thing to do at all. People do it all the time. Yeah. Um, because if you don't have any, you don't have the great credit. Yeah, you have, back you have ac- assets. Yeah, you have assets. You yeah, have, equ- you have you back, equity. You back that shit. loan up of ass- assets. It's not really crazy, but like Joey is like, fuck no. <laughs> fuck no, right? And for Joey, if she says this, this is the only connection we have left to mom. And it's all she says. Like, it's basically like anytime Her they're talking argument, about the, yeah. yeah, anytime they're talking about the house, it's because huh. of its connection to their mother. Which I make mean, it makes sense, you know. Sure. Uh, Joey's like, "Well, you can't sell this house without me, without my agreeing to it." And she's like, "Yeah, I can. I'm a fucking adult. You're a fucking child, and mom left the house to me. <laughs> so if I decide in the next two years, I can sell this house whenever the fuck I want." Yeah. Yeah. She's not selling it, man. It's it's different. It's a different thing. She's just, you know, if this goes under, if the business goes under, they do lose everything. Sure. 
it's not like it's without risks. How much could this house be worth? <laughs> like, yeah, what, yeah. What's the? Um, what's the? I guess a, now that it's the, the now it's volume. the B and B, it's a much bigger. Because you can sell it as a you can sell it as a residence or you can sell it as a business. Yeah. Well, I did the math. It's uh, now at least five rooms. Got it. Or six rooms. Six rooms. Yeah. So yeah. it's pretty big. That's a pretty big house. Yeah. With uh, genuine uh, Capeside PD craftsmanship. <laughs> yeah. Only the finest police officers that worked on this house. They wouldn't have worked on it if they knew Bodie but was yeah. still around. Them. <laughs> no, yeah, they, they they kept the Bodie thing quiet. And I was like, no, he's um, he's gone. It's gone now. Yeah. As Bessie walks off, Joey turns around and sees Dawson filming the B and B, just hanging out in front of their house, just like, like just filming, doing real creepy just shit, just creepy right? filming stuff. It was like, what are you As doing, Dawson? Like, what ask, the fuck are you ask about doing? This. He's he says. Problem is nobody knows about your B and B, so I just I thought you know if we do a video, put it on the web, it's this whole new thing, this web, yeah, yeah, and people will see it and they'll of course want to like come and stay. And Joey's just like, oh. so it's like two people who don't know about the internet telling you how the internet's how they're going to use the internet, yeah, and he's like, get a film Joey, and Joey's like, I can't. I said I have a lot of complaints. But I can't muster enough effort to like actually try to help myself. Here's the thing. I can tell you what not to do. But yeah, I can't work pleasant onto my face for like five minutes. As this is happening, Pacey walks in and is like, I got a great idea. So <clears throat> I contacted the preeminent B&B critic in the region. Right. And he said he had time to come here tonight to review the B&B. And Joey's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Number one, this doesn't sound like it makes any sense. Number two, why on earth would you do that? She makes a great point where it's like, before you want to get reviewed, you want to make sure you have guests and that you've worked out all the kinks yeah. and like, you know what the fuck you're doing. You don't, you don't send a reviewer the first cut. Yeah, you don't, yeah, you don't send a reviewer the first cut of your movie or your first time attempting a new recipe. Yeah. This place still kind of smells like farts. Pacey's like, well, you do have guests. He has engineered a real fiction. Both Pacey and Dawson have taken it into their own hands. Yeah. Pacey's idea is much more intrusive. Oh, Pacey's <laughs> idea is fucking bananas. Like, I, like, yeah. Dawson's problem is maybe he should have made a phone call and been like, hey, I was thinking about doing this rather than, than yeah. skulking around the bed and breakfast with his camera by himself. Like, Pacey's thing is like, this is a good idea for no one. This is several bridges too far. So Pacey's invited Grams and her three grandchildren, Andy, Jack, and J Andy, Jack, and I always want to say Jack and Jill. Jack Jen, and Jen. Yeah. Her, her Ursat's grandchildren. But he also invited Mitch and Mitch Gail. Mitch and Gail. Where I was like, God <laughs> damn it. Like, Pacey. Uh, <laughs> number one. Yeah, number one. God damn it. I thought, I thought we were going to get away with uh, no Mitch and Gail in this thing. But also, I was like, Pacey, what are you doing? Joey and Dawson ask Pacey to go outside. They have a little talk. And Dawson's like, why'd you invite my parents? They're divorced. <laughs> Dawson and, and Joey want to take turns beating the shit out of Pacey. <laughs> and Pacey's like, listen, I only invited Mitch. Huh. And he invited Gail. So if you got a problem with that, 
You bring it up to big old yeah. Mitch. Mitch was originally supposed to be a weird solo guy at this B&B. Some football coach skulking around a, bread, a bed and breakfast. And Joey's like, listen, we can't do this. Our whole lives are wrapped up in this. Yeah. If this fails, we get a bad review. It's over. We lose We're everything. Done. Wait, is this before or after Joey blames Pacey for having a bed and breakfast? That happened in the old cold, in the open, cold open. Cold yeah. open. Yeah, that like the whole reason this even ha- started was because you talked us into it. And he's like, I suggested it. <laughs> Just a suggestion. Just a suggestion. Joey has sort of laid this like unfair amount of responsibility on Pacey. So onto Pacey's shoulders, yeah. And Pacey is not one to back down. <laughs> from that so it's yeah. just like this gi- this giant amount of responsibility on my shoulders uh begets a gigantic response yeah 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 this is what happens when an irresponsible person cooks up a plan right uh, they cook up an irresponsible plan once once you've saddled an irresponsible person with a bunch of responsibility this is what happens yeah and Paisley's like oh shit the like because he joey tells them that like Bessie wants to mortgage the house. Bessie wants to mortgage the house. And if that happened, we, we could lose everything. Like, it's, this is not a good idea, guys. We need to stop this now. Yeah. So it's. And Pace is like, oh, why didn't you tell me? It's like. Because I don't understand how mortgages work and neither do you. <laughs> because I didn't think you would take it upon yourself to cook up a scheme, Lucy. By the way, foolish on Joey's part. But not foolish on Joey's part. Joey should have not not expected a scheme of this magnitude. Like of course Pacey's going to cook up a scheme. That's Pacey. So Pacey's like, "Well shit. Well, well fucking no. I'm fucking I'm flying by the seat I, of my pants I'll here, baby. I'll fix this. I'll fix this. Let me give I'll give him a call. Let him I'll fix this. No big deal. NBD. Number 1, I don't know how I don't know how Pacey got a hold of this guy. <laughs> yeah. As Pacey's trying to call the critic Fricky, David Fricky. Joey walks in. There's somebody. Yeah, there's somebody in the door, and it's David Fricky himself. He's already here, and he already seems like a real wet noodle, <laughs> just like every other fucking adult. They're really mean to children <laughs> in the in this show. Yeah. Like just real, just real dry to the point and unpleasant. <laughs> he hands her a car, and he's like, "David Fricky, oh, uh, bed and breakfast quarterly." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is like you know. That's smart on his part, just like publishing wise, where it's just like, that doesn't need to be a monthly magazine. <laughs> it's good. It's, it's yeah. four times, four times a year. We'd call it good. We don't, you don't need that. Uh, you don't need it once every, every month. Yeah. Quarterly. Yeah. Good, good, good. So I will say uh, from the outset, I respect his uh, approach to publishing. Dawson comes upstairs to confront his parents. The fuck is going on? He's got like. I think uh, even to Mitch and Gail, like a surprising amount of energy to this. Like, like what the <laughs> fuck, man? <laughs> and Gail and Mitch are just like, we're just, we're just helping. Just being helpful. The Potter's yeah. out. They needed help. You know, listen, once Mr. Freaky falls asleep, your dad will go home and stay, spend the night there. But what, like, what is it? Are you married? Are you divorced? Like, what's happening? And they're both just kind of like, divorced. He's like, did you ever think that this would shock your son and Mitch is like honestly does don't think about you that much <laughs> honestly when you walked up here my first thought was oh hey Dawson <laughs> oh yeah I have a son <laughs> oh shit Dawson Leary that's my yeah. last name <laughs> yeah yeah the parenting styles of Gail and Mitch are laissez-faire at best 
Out of sight, out of mind. Ah, who are you? Oh, that's right. <laughs> My son. Yeah. Yeah. yeah th- no, this is um, more classic didn't occur to me parenting from Mitch <laughs> and Gail. Yeah. Heads up. You know, that's all we need. Mitch. Yeah. Just just uh, just uh, just a uh, just a quick a quick missive. <laughs> just a just a little heads up. Joey is showing Mr. Fricky his room and she's like, can I help you with anything else? And he's like, maybe some heat. It's cold. <laughs> And she's like, I beg your pardon. You're cool. I said heat, young lady. Heat. Oh, and he also he also asked where the bathroom is, like in French. <laughs> uh he said yeah, he, he well he says there's no ensuite commode. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, What? Huh? And he's like, Where's the fucking bathroom? I got pee, dog. <laughs> and she's like, Oh, it's down the hall. Communal. Hmm. 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 Communal. Hmm. So I so I have to shit with a commoner? <laughs> I will say that would bother me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would bother me too. Just like I share a bathroom with like 10 fucking strangers. What are we? What is this? College? Right. In like college, it's like a dorm bathroom. Yeah. So it's like, well, there's multiple stalls and multiple like showers. Right. But this is but just like a bathroom. There's one, like there's one, but there's just a bathroom. Yeah. There's one bathroom for like 10 people. Yeah. That would bother me, but it would bother me in the same way that like I am decidedly not a bed and breakfast person. Like there's nothing about it that that appeals to me at all. One of the great things about staying in a hotel is like taking a nice long shower or bath. Yep. You know, like the you know that water pressure you get at a nice hotel? Hell yeah. Yeah. Or like they have that, you know, rain shower head or whatever, you know? You ever been in a hotel where they have like the side Oh, the shower side shower head? Thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So you're getting sprayed from all directions. Totally, totally. That's one of the great things about it. But like you're you're in the communal, you can't just like spend an hour taking a shower. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just standing in there like a fucking asshole. For one of my jobs, I lived in a hotel for like four and a half months and it was the best. <laughs> and it just like. <laughs> they got that super suction bathroom. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Toilets. Like it's just like, this is the part of having like no, to- being in a nice yeah, hotel. Toilet is flush, like having toilet that- flush sounds yeah. like you're in a fucking airplane. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Give me an ensuite. Come yeah. on. Give me. You know? I don't care if you got to put the toilet like right next to my bed. Just, yeah. It's a, yeah. Like the accommodations. No, I'm don't looking, do that. No, don't do that. Just, <laughs> I've had. I've, I've been. Oh, there. that's right. When you were in Peru. <laughs> yeah. But. A little separation. <laughs> give me a wall. Give me a door. Um, But like those are the accommodations I'm looking for. That's like a couple's thing. Yeah. Cut to the next room. It's Annie and Jack sharing a room. Yep. Jack's also cold, so there's a little theme here. People, <laughs> there's, people are cold. There's a thema- yeah, there's a thematic through line. Uh, uh, coldness. They are watching the big chill at the beginning. Yep. Think about, think about, think about it. it. Yeah, and it's chilly now. It's chilly, chilly today, hot tamale. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, everybody. <laughs> This this is where Andy and Jack are, or like Andy's sort of like reapproaching the "Hey, move home" thing. Yeah, she's just like, I don't know how you sleep with, you know, not your own bed. I would never get a good night's sleep. <clears throat> Jack's like, just cool it. I don't want to fucking go home. I don't want to go home. That sucks. Why does Dad want me there so bad? <laughs> he doesn't like me. He doesn't like me. And then and then through their discussion, he's just like, oh, god damn it, it's you that want me to come. It's you that wants me to come home, isn't it? Bessie and Joey are having a little conversation, and they're like, where's where's Pacey? And Bessie tells Joey that 
or Joey tells Bessie that he's oh, upstairs. Wait. In the in the sorry, the, uh, what I talk, what I'm talking about with the Jack and Andy comes later. It, this this is where they're at Graham's house picking up his shit, right? No, that happens later. That happens later. Okay, cool. Never mind. That's when they talk about the like inside jokes. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was now. That's later. Okay, cool. Because it's cold, they have to go pick up uh, oh, space yeah, yeah, later. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, so she's like, he's upstairs. The toilet flooded. Gross. Uh, bathrooms have barely been used. It's already flooded. See, that's the, the, that. This is why you can't have communal bathrooms. Yeah, the second something floods, that is just like you gotta get. Yeah, you gotta get some like industrial strength. Like that, those toilets are gonna flush more than toilets flush. You gotta get some industrial strength shit. If you have like ten guests. Using one bathroom, you got to get industrial piping going on in there. You got to get suctions. Uh, you got to get like business, business shitters. Dawson's hanging out the dock. Mitch comes up to just be like, hey. What's up, pal? I'm sorry. <laughs> I never think about you. I'm sorry. I, I'm about to blow your mind. Wasn't considering your feelings. <laughs> Listen, your mom has been turned down for a lot of jobs at a lot of TV stations. She's going through a rough patch. She's old as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I didn't know that. He's like, yeah, I just trying to make her feel sexy. To, like, <laughs> keep an eye on her, essentially. Right. He wants to be Gail's Pacey. Yeah. And he's like, ah, oh, god damn it. <laughs> well, he's like, I just want your mom to know that I'm always there for her, and you know, you should be happy that like your parents want to be cordial post divorce. He's like, I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Dawson's whole thing isn't like, isn't it, isn't it like too late for that? Well, it's sort of like in the last like year, they've been angry fighting yeah. and then having sex. No, uh-huh. <laughs> it was just sex fighting again, friends. It's the on and off. Sure. He never knows what's happening. Right. And that's confusing. Sure. And it's, Fucking irritating. Sure. I need to know boundaries, parents. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, it's all about boundaries. And- that's just, like, irritating, even if it's just, like, friends of yours. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you have a couple that's always breaking up, getting back together, fighting, falling in love, you know, yeah. constantly, it's irritating. Sure. And it's doubly irritating when it's your, your parents. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, like, I think Dawson's in the right here. Sure. With, you guys need to establish boundaries and let me know what those are. Because I'm constantly ping ponging, right? Yeah, and so I got I've got to fucking approach it with like question marks and kid gloves, and I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, as is often when it's Dawson versus Mitch and Gale. Dawson's right, and Mitch and Gale are being pains <laughs> in the ass. Yeah, cut back to the B and B. Mr. Frank's having a conversation with Bessie and Joey. Bessie doing a little. Oh, flirting going on here. Yeah, yeah, like the, the hand on the knee, and it's just like Bessie, what are you doing? Yeah, you're not married, but you're not single. Yeah, you're not. You're not a single mother. You're not. Yeah, you're not hand on a knee right now. I don't care where Alexander <laughs> is fucking sitting. Yeah, where is Alexander? Who takes care of him? Upstairs, Pacey. Who knows? Yeah, and she's like, "Don't worry about the bathroom. Our on-site handyman, Mister Witter, is upstairs taking care of everything." It'll be fixed before you know it. Good old handyman, Pacey Witter. Pacey comes in. He's like, listen, everything's taken care of. Boom. And then the furnace pops. Something happens. Like smoke comes out of the like vents. And apparently the furnace uh, blew. Which uh, Fricky, as a as a bed and breakfast uh, writer, uh, is instantly like, eh, maybe uh, Mr. Witter wants to take a look at the furnace. Apparently cleaning shit, Pacey knows. Fixing a furnace, he does not know. 
which is which is fair, by the way. <laughs> it's like, listen, I'll shovel shit all day. That's probably that's that is such as my station. But like, yeah, if you want me to like fix equipment, and then he also takes it on because, as we find out, like it was his idea to refurbish the furnace rather than get a new one. Yes, Joey and Bessie get into a fight about everything that's happening. Right, and it's not going well. I get where Joey's coming from, uh-huh. but it's like what Joey really isn't doing is like listening to Bessie and, at all, and understand and like understanding that like she, in a lot of ways, put her life on hold totally to take care of Joey. Of two children. I mean, even before Alexander came along, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was in her early 20s. She was like 20 years old, probably 21, 20, and was like, okay, I'm going to be a mom to my little sister now. Yeah, because she's like she's like nine or 10 at the time, so it's just like, this is like a, this is like a kid kid. Yeah. When you're in your 20s, you think like you're going to go to college or party and have fun and be youthful. Yeah, you're going to 20s she gave all that up to take care of Joey. Yeah. She's still only 26, but it's just like, you know, the fucking, she's a mom. <laughs> this is like, yeah. Like like a mom mom. Now she's a real mom. You know, maybe when she was 20, she's like, well, I'll take care of her for the next six, seven years. She'll become 18, and then I'll, I'll only be like 27. and I'll peace out, and I can have a late 20s Yeah, but now it's like, you know, a lot of Bessie's dreams went out the window when her their mom died, too. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it, like, there's definitely... This this is Joey at, at her like sort of youngest at at her most like petulant. Yeah, and she's like, "Why'd you send Bodie away?" And she's gotta go she's make like, money, Listen. dog. Yeah, she's like, "Nobody will hire him in this town. This town's fucking racist. <laughs> this is a racist. This town's racist as fuck. They hired that like fifteen year old kid to fix the fucking roof. They will not hire Bodie to, to be the head cook." Yeah, that's the kind of kind of kind of town we're living in, baby. Yeah, it's not like she sent Bodie away. Like, it's just... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I get it, too. Like, Joey had to also bring on some responsibilities young. Sure. Right? But not as many. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you know, sure. you know, she had to work. She's 16, and now she's trying to, like, run a business with her sister. Like, she's right. taking on responsibilities, too. Sure. But... She could listen better. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's hard because... I think in a lot of Joey's mind, it's always like Bessie got to have her mom her whole right. childhood. Her whole, yeah, totally. You know, for Joey, that was ripped away from her when she needed her mom the most. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. now, you know, like she doesn't have anybody to go to. You know, the two boys in her life are fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> like they just like yeah, she's she's in yeah she's in uh, various complicated uh machinations with the two gentlemen in her life and she's she doesn't have like an uber tight like lady friend to confide in yeah and bessie's just too busy taking care of everything else yeah fucking like parenting slash business running slash doing all that shit yeah yeah so she's she's unmoored a bit yeah so i i see her point of view but i also see you know what bessie gave up to take care of her yeah you're lucky to have me uh so, Pacey's outside chopping some wood because obviously can't fix the furnace. Sure, <laughs> just call Henry over. He seems pretty handy. Yeah, do do you uh you do roofs? Do you do furnaces? <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Yeah, Mitch here 
seems to be a be- better dad to Pacey than he is to yeah, Dawson. No, this is the best Mitch has been in his dad career, and fucking, fucking Dawson's nowhere in sight. It was one of those things, I'm, I'm watching this entire scene going like, hey man, break off a little something like that for your own son, you piece of shit. Pacey tells Mitch that like, Mitch is like, you just shouldn't feel responsible for everything, Pacey. And he's like, no, you know whose idea it was to have this guy come this weekend? Mine. And Mitch is like, it was? <laughs> Mitch is like, oof. <laughs> Listen, I brought my ex-wife to this fucking thing, and I'm not the dumbest guy here. Yeah, and he's like, and I'm the one who told them to just refurbish the uh, furnace rather than get a new one. Oof, double F. <laughs> Yipes, space. <laughs> yeah, but he's like, he's like super supportive and shit. Yeah. Uh, it's like the most I've liked Mitch. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, guess what? I think Joey and Bessie would consider themselves pretty lucky to have somebody in their lives that cared this much about them. You know, um, regardless of how fumble fingers they right, are about, like, about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, you know, Pacey's doing that thing where he's just like, you know, I got that opposite Midas touch. Yeah. Side him. The the Sidam. <laughs> yeah, it's like I just everything I touch I fuck up, man. Like everything I up. touch turns to shit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think Pacey Winter's just a guy with a huge heart and cares so much about people. Yeah. yeah. And his execution is what his execution is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it it's such a great dad son moment. Totally. You'd you'd wish someone's dad. You'd wish the the actual dad and son were there. Yeah. And it's like either way, you'd either wish that like Mitch was talking to Dawson or that uh, Sheriff Witter was talking to Pacey. Yeah. We cut to Grams, Jack, and Andy are looking for a space heater. Yeah. Um, Andy sees a note on on the wall. And she's like, "What's Jack's milk?" And he's like, "That's whole milk. That's the milk I like." Yeah. And he's like, "Grams drinks skim and." One percent for Jen. Yeah, and he's like, hmm, that's, "That's nice." Fucking get your own milk. Get, get your own, own kind of milk up milk in here. Kind of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, "What's this cup?" Jack's it's an inside like, joke. Ah, you won't get it. It's like for take family a, people. <laughs> it would take a long time to explain to you because you're not like family. Yeah, because uh, you don't live here. You lonely bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you just live in a house of a. Terrible father. I just abandoned you. <laughs> to, to, yeah, to a house with an absentee father. How's that going? Yeah. Yeah. No, you, 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 you feel for Andy a bit a yeah. bit here. Jack's like, you know, you're bringing a real chill to this house. This is a warm place, all right? You know what? Usually I really like being at this house right now, and you're really <laughs> sucking the fun right out of it. Yeah, and Jack figures out that, like, oh, dad doesn't give a fuck if I come home. It's you. Yeah. You need me. <sighs> <laughs> yeah it's 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 funny it's such a it, like jack is bum like god now i have to consider this because it's like it's someone whose feelings i give a fuck about well and she says you know i miss my brother that's not to sway you that's just a fact well it's both <laughs> and you just really do feel for andy there you're totally. just like, that sucks like she is in this house big gigantic house all by herself He's not there half the time. There's no fucking, there's no Andy milk on the fucking, <laughs> on the fridge. No, she, there's Andy milk. There's just nobody else's milk. Yeah. This is like, here's your milk, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, it's just take some money out of your crazy mom's purse if you want to buy more of it. Yeah. This is 
so, sort of a really earned moment just because we've spent time in the McPhee house. Yeah. That like, number one, is really easy to forget just because it's out of sight, out of mind. And, but then like when she brings it up, it's really sort of easy to conceive of what, you know, the day to day for Andy's like, and just to be like, Oh, that sucks. Yeah. this, Yeah. So uh, we're out on the lawn, Jen talking to Dawson about Dawson first found out about her past. Yeah. Like what, what is it that scared him? All the fucky stuff. Yeah, and it's just <laughs> like, listen, I've learned a lot. And since then, and I know that my my reaction was wrong. Yeah. I was focused on the things that you did and like it frightened me. And when I could have just been falling for Jen. Right. Yeah. He was off put in a childish way. Like he's fessing up to that. Yeah. Doesn't undo it, but it is kinda of, it is one of the things. Just where like, like I was intimidated and yeah, I, was... I didn't didn't know what to do. Got, you got more history than me, baby. Yeah, and she's like, do you think all boys or most boys would react the same way you did? And he's like, honestly, I, I do. Yeah, pro- uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Would I or what do I? Would most boys? Uh, both. If I was 15 and a girl was like, was just like more experience, it would be intimidating, uh. but it wouldn't put me off yeah i'm 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 the same i'm like the same way i i i probably was like oh cool i mean depends sure like if she's like i'm like a dom i'll be like all right that's all way right. more experience than I have. well what well, yeah i, I don't i, I mean have, i, I can already tell i'm a sub but that's i'm not ready for that <laughs> shit <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to i'm not trying to get fucking slapped around her over here yeah yet. i'm 15 yeah if she yeah. was just oh like, my god! You, you, where she has, where she has a confirmed identity in a dumb sub relationship. No. Dawson says this very sweet thing. He's like, the only thing more beautiful than Jen Lin Lee is the magic behind her. That you is know? very sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Super Dawson's sweet. just like owning up to his mistake and just telling her that like he didn't get to see who she really was and. Yeah. I'm for like other than his weird little just like wandering around shooting shit at the Airbnb. I'm like fir- I'm like firmly team Dawson this like entire but even that, episode. He's just like, listen, I'm doing my Trying shit. To help you, out. you know what I'm doing. I'm doing my shit. But like you know he would have told them about it, you know. Sure. Sure. And it's like it he wanted been, to give it, them a, a cut before, you know, they could say no. You know? You totally. give them like a rough cut and then the, oh, yeah, they see you it show and like, okay. Yeah. You know. Before before you go no. Look at this. And it's also so thoroughly not outside his character to be there on any other day. Just be like, I don't know, just shooting shit outside. Bye. You don't have to put any effort into this. Sure. Hey, man, taking taking care of it. Joe, you don't need to do any. Bessie, you don't need to do anything. Where, like, Pacey's plan involves 20 people. (laughs) It involves dropping 20 people in your lap and being like, all right, B and B these people. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And with with that thing for Dawson, it's, it's not me being like, that he was like doing something outside what he should be doing. It's just, it's just literally like just like walking up to a dude who's just like shooting shit in your front yard. Yeah, like, but what are like you doing. You said like Dawson. That's probably done it a billion times in his life. Yeah, totally. But sweet moment between him and Jen. Definitely. Where he cut back inside. The boys are trying to figure out how to start a fire, and they got the wood all wrong. So, and Grams yeah. walks in. He's like, "God, oh, these fucking men. These fucking morons." And also, like all these, like these fucking noobs, <laughs> like this is like this is like I'm about to I'm about to do some been an old lady in in Cape Side for many decades shit. Yeah, 
So you got to put the softwood on the bottom, the hardwood on top. You got the hickory on the bottom. You got to put the hickory on the top. You, do- you stupid bastards. I mean, like everybody yeah. knows that. Listen, man, I know where the hickory go. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and then and like she just like restacks that shit and then lights it like she's light lights it like it was soaked in uh, fluid. <laughs> yeah. So they all uh, you know gather around the fire. Because it's, it's just freezing. It's fucking freezing. Everyone's fucking freezing. And like, I feel like Joey and Bessie have just sort of like kind of given up where it's just like, listen, Mr. Fricky's not going to be happy. We're just going to kind of hang out. We're just going to hang. Like, fuck it. This is the last, the first and last, this is the first and last night of the Potter B&B. Yeah. We find out Mr. Fricky went into the town to have dinner. It's not bed and dinner, motherfucker. Get, you gotta <laughs> eat, 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 up, eat up in Creekside or Capeside. Yeah. Um, Graham tells a little story about how, like, her husband would always, you know, <laughs> hers was dead. Yeah, her dead husband. Yeah. They, they would, like, read a book. Like, they would, and- they would start a fire, and they would he would read the tales of Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer, and he would hit those N-words real I just, hard. <laughs> I was just, a, like, I was going to ask you, like, do you, th- do, you think he, uh, do you think he censored the N-words, or do you think he just, like, went right in? Hey, man, mother, it's in the book. I have to read it the way yeah. it was written. Who would I be to replace the words of Mark Twain? And he would, you know, he would fall asleep, and Gramps would sit there watching him. Like a real creep, Gramps. <laughs> Just watch him sleep all night like a real creep. I mean, other than the idea of him, of him saying like a bunch of N-words while reading Huckleberry Finn. Yeah, it's super sweet. Yeah, and she's saying that like, you know you really love somebody if you could sit there and just watch them sleep the entire night. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's a real serial murdery, but all right. <laughs> and massage a knife. And she says... <laughs> Love is the hardest of the woods. <laughs> it takes it, it takes a lot to get started, but it burns long. Once once it's in there, once it's in there, my love is like old hickory, <laughs> which I believe is Andrew Jackson's nickname. <laughs> my love's like Andrew Jackson, murderous to the Indians. Just like it smells so good in here. It's like it smells like forty six years of my life. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> that I'll never get back. I'll never get it back. Yeah, and they, uh, yeah. you know, I was just like, you know, the sense of smell is the most powerful to reignite memories. Yeah, you all stink to me. <laughs> yeah, and they were like, Gail's like, yeah, the scent of vanilla, which I don't like. No, I don't like the scent of vanilla, and it's it's played as fuck. Where it's just like, what does that remind you of a mall? But she tells the story about how Mitch used to work at a fish restaurant. Uh huh. Yeah. And before he would uh, like come home, he would soak his hands in vanilla, <laughs> which then and then to, to cover up the fish smell. The no, fish that's not smell. how that works. No, no, your, your hands you know, you smell, smell like, like fucking fish vanilla, vanilla fish. Vanilla. Yeah, Ugh. <laughs> like gross. Which, like that, that cannot sound like a less appetizing smell. <laughs> yeah, gross, Mitch. But yeah, then everybody goes around and has like a yeah. Dawson says the smell of film chemicals, which is cool. That is a smell I think is awesome. Um, Jensen's mothballs, <laughs> mothballs. Uh, Pacey, Pacey gets mad poetic when he's talking about the smell of snow. Yeah, he's like, does snow have a smell? Yeah, and like Mitch is like, hell yeah. Like it's it's like another weird moment where it's like this this episode really wants to connect Pacey and Mitch for some reason. 
Yeah. And then uh uh Joey goes with like uh bacon and like breakfast and shit. Her mom would always uh cook breakfast in the morning and yeah. so it was just something that she connected with. Yeah. And Be- like Bessie gives a li- get like they have a little sisterly connection with that thing with that with that moment and they get to they get to be like, like mom and they're like yeah. And I was like, "Oh, look at you two. You love each other. You love each other." Joey tells that like her mom loved cooking and taking care of people. And she hated working at the bar. And she wanted to open a bed and breakfast. And she wanted to open a bed and breakfast. She said, don't worry, Joey. One day we'll have our own bed and breakfast. But and Joey's like, but of course she died. But of course she died. You all know all about that. And this is her dream. And I thought since she couldn't achieve her dream that we would give it a try. Yeah. Oh, so it's not Pacey's fault anymore, is it? Ha! Pacey should have been like, ha! Ha! I knew this wasn't all on me, you motherfucker. I've been I've been self-flagellating for the last, like, 24 hours. You think I wanted to clean that shit upstairs? That was gross. How dare you? Yeah, no, that would have been a funny confrontation, but it really would have uh, maybe ruined the tone of, the, of this scene. Yeah, so Joey, all, again, party pooping, stands up and is like, Thanks, everybody, for coming and helping, but the charade's over. Yeah. You guys don't have to do this anymore. You could go home. You're the best You're the best fake guest a girl could ask for. Yeah, just, like, really just banning everything, you know? Just fuck it. Just fuck it. <laughs> yeah, so as she's, like, walking away, Mr. Freaky comes back, and she's like, nope. Oh. Oh. Jigs up. <laughs> she gets with Fox's Jump Street, so uh, <laughs> good night. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Why not? I'm going to fucking bed. <laughs> Deal with this tomorrow morning, which is a move I respect. You know, sometimes there's some times where you're just like, "Fuck this." Uh, we'll try it again. We'll we'll figure this out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she says, "You know, I'm sorry it's not a five star B and B, but I'm pretty sure my mother would have loved it." It's like, well, why isn't your mom here? Oh, Mr. Fricky. <laughs> yeah, so you know, everybody's like disappointed. Yeah, uh, we cut to the morning, Joey. Sleeping in a little bit. Hear a little commotion out. Some foley work going on in the background. <laughs> yeah, we see some uh, chattering going on. No. Uh, and then downstairs, all the kids are in the kitchen dancing. Fucking big chilling it. Big chilling breakfast. Big chilling. That's what we didn't mention at the beginning when she was like, who dances in the kitchen? Yeah, it, no asshole dances in the kitchen. It's, a, it's, a, it's some bullshit. Yeah. yeah, and so all the kids are dancing in the kitchen making breakfast or having breakfast. They didn't make it. <laughs> just standing around breakfasting. Yeah. There's everybody's having a good time. Nobody wants to wake Joey. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a good time before Joey wakes up, guys. You know she's gonna suck the joy right out of this goddamn room. Yeah. Everybody get your steps in now. Yeah, and she's like, wait, what's going on? Santa did come. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, Well, you missed a lot, so uh want well, you're but you are in time for breakfast, so sit down. Everybody's breakfast. around the on the breakfast table, including Mr. Fricky. And look at, and he's got, he's got like, he's got like a cute, like little, um, his morning sweater on. <laughs> and, and, and across his face, you can see like a real charitable attitude. Yeah. He's just like all of a sudden, like just smiling and loving yeah. and enjoying everything. A homeboy you want to have at your table. <laughs> yeah. The heat didn't work last night, but this is the warmest house I've ever been in. And these are the best ba- uh, pancakes in the county. Yeah, and yeah. Joey's like, what? <laughs> Listen, the, we, we might be a lot of things, but pancake these makers pancakes we are not. usually aren't these good. 
And Bessie's like, Bessie's like, well, I didn't make them. And we see Bodie coming in with hell yeah, <laughs> Alexander. I lit like I legit like fist pumped because <laughs> like we've lit we've legit been asking about Bodie's whereabouts for like almost two full seasons, and then when he makes his appearance, like I was like legit in my living room, going like fuck yeah, welcome back, Bodie. <laughs> I had a moment, like a legit moment. So did Joey. Joey got up and like ran over and gave him a big hug and Bodie. <laughs> You know, for probably a while, Bodie was probably her only male, like, father figure. Sure. The maybe, one not in jail. Ma- maybe Mitch threw in some time. I don't know. He seems to be really good at being a father to everybody but Thompson. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sure. No, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure before uh, the great schism, I'm sure, I'm sure Mitch was always over, like, telling Joey some shit. Yeah. And so Bessie grabs Joey to come to the side, and she's like, look, look what I found. And it's, she's like. Dad gave mom this guest book 10 years ago. And remember when we signed it, we were the first two guests of hers? No, I don't remember that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was 10, man. Yeah. But Bessie says, you know, I totally forgot that this was mom's dream. Right. And Joey's like, I want to just say sorry. I'd be kind of a brat. She's like the fuck yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Ap- apology acknowledged, you little brat. For sure. You know, they have a little moment and Mr. Fricky's like uh makes a little cheers to the Potter B and B. May it last long and be prosperous. Cheers. Breakfast cheers. Breakfast cheers. You keep glancing over to Fricky and he's just like, I'm fucking into this, man. I like the- <laughs> <laughs> I like this place. Yeah. Yeah. We cut to upstairs, uh, Mitch and Gail have a little conversation about, you know, that vanilla thing. Remember Larry's fresh remember, fish? Remember how gross that smelled? <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah, that dream. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that, and, you know, it wasn't really my dream. My dream was kelp. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to open up kelp, remember? <laughs> Your dream was Larry's fish farm or whatever the fuck it was. Fresh fish. Yeah. It's like, what's any, what's, what, what are either of you talking about right now? You know, and I went by, you know, their place on the corner by the river and it's vacant. And if you want to go check it out, here's the number. Maybe it's time to follow your dreams. Kelp, kelp. Kelp, 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 kelp. <laughs> no, that space wasn't big enough for kelp. Kelp was like, oh yeah, that was supposed to be like the big idea. That was the yeah, that was the property that uh the that they looked at that looked like uh like the Breaking Bad lab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like like people get uh burnt in acid in cans. Drugs. Yeah, like yeah. like but like if you want to disappear somebody, it, it would happen in that property. Yeah, kelp was a large themed restaurant. Yeah, 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 with the helmet and shit. I just like chanting kelp every once in a while. We're on a dock somewhere. Yep, just one of the one of the many Capeside docks. Yeah, and it's Jen and Henry, and presumably Jen has told Henry about all her previous. Here's all my bullshit. Yeah, escapades. Which I'm like, what did she tell him? Like, was she just like, well, then I, you know. He took a shit on my chest, and then he like he like tit fucked well, me, like, and it's like, well, it was just like she's she's so like I have just I have just laid out a lot of like sexual crimes and misdemeanors. It's yeah. Like what could it have been? Like no, but she does make it sound like it's so deviant. Like she like yeah, yeah. like it has to well, be like some rusty trombone shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Well, it's like, and even Henry's like, like, doesn't he start? I was like, why are you telling me all this? It's kind of early for this shit, Jeff. It's like, it's like a lot. I mean, it doesn't, like, as we find out, like, it doesn't bug him, yeah. but it's just like, like, what? Like, what is this? Crimes and misdemeanors just sounds like. Like some, like a lot of freaky shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, like, um, we did some, some minor sex trafficking on the side. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Henry, let me ask you, how many drugs have you ingested anally? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, what did she tell him? <laughs> Is she like, you're not disgusted? I mean, no. I don't necessarily want to shit on your chest, but whatever. Yeah, I, I don't want to participate. And then he, like, yeah, he does, like, the ultimate smooth thing. It's just, like, everything that you've done and been through has made you the person you are, and I'm thankful for that. And it's just like, that's pretty smooth. Pretty smooth. Yeah. Which baffles Jen. <laughs> yeah, Jen's like, she's like, what? Well, the last thing she says before they cut is like, who are you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like a manic pixie dream boy. <laughs> He's a man of the 90s, you know? Yeah, it's like, yeah. that's cool, baby. Dawson has a conversation with Pacey, just like, hey, man, you've, you've really been, ki- you, you know, you, well, thought, first you think you like, fucked up. Do you know what the fuck you're doing? And he's like, yeah, man, I put on, I've done this before. And he's like, no, I mean, like, in general. Like, of course I not. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I know what you mean. That's, that's been me for most of it. And then, yeah, like, this is this is a nice, this is a really nice moment where Dawson, act, like, Acknowledges, acknowledges, like just and expresses like a sincere admiration for the leaps forward that Pacey has yeah, taken, and gratitude for doing what he asked him to do. Yeah, keep an eye, on, keep an eye on Joey. He's very glad that like Joey has Pacey in his life or her right. life. Yeah, it's like, oh hey, your dad was t- your dad was telling me that earlier. <laughs> he should try to tell you something nice at some point too. Yeah, and Pacey, you know, it's like. He makes a little joke about it because he's like, it's like glib enough for you. Yeah, Dawson's like, usually you're just like uh, glib and full of bullshit. And so he he throws him a little bullshit, which is sweet. Everybody in this episode has nice moments with each other. And they're, yeah, yeah. they're like cheesy. And you like every time you could know when they're about to happen. And yep. you're like, oh, it's not going to work. And it works. It works every time. There's not one that doesn't land. And yeah. that was like, like, especially like here in the like the latter half of the episode where they just start coming fast and furious. <laughs> where it's just like, they can't keep ratcheting this up. And then they do it. just like, oh man, this is like scratching my feels like over and over and over again. Yeah, they do a really great job in this episode of just yeah, like, for sure. just hitting every time. We're on the porch, Jen and Graham's leaving and Jack comes up. They give him his bag, the bags to uh, carry. I thought this was the 90s. I guess it's still a little bit off. It is the 90s. Days. Where, where you make the homosexual carry your bags. There you go, Porter. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> There's a shiny nickel in that for you. Jack tells them that, like, I'm... I gotta move out. I'm so glad you guys took me in when you didn't have to. But, um... It reminded, it reminded me that when I needed to know it, that somebody cared about me. But I need to be there for Andy now. You gotta, he's got to go care about his sister. Yeah. <laughs> and Grams is like, no dice. Forever. <laughs> Forever. Keep an eye on you. What about Jack Milk? <laughs> <laughs> Jack Milk. What of Jack Milk? <laughs> but no, that does not happen. Grams, again, being, you know, the, the best adult on this show. Always. I mean, not the beginning. Beginning, she was kind of racist and mean. <laughs> sure, but like for for over a se- I would say for over a season and a half now. Yeah, they really. I don't know if they knew Gramps was going to be in the show this much. Uh huh. 
And they, I think they just like really pivoted and was like, well, if she's going to be in this show this much, she needs to be more likable than just yeah, fire and she brimstone. Can't, she and, can't be a f- yeah. and homophobic and racist. And- yeah, she can't walk around being the permanent symbol of, of a time long gone. We have to, we really have to soften her. Yeah. Which they've done. Like, I love Grams. Yeah, no, she's, she's the best. She, she's the best. And Grams is in the show like for the rest of the show. Oh, good. And she only gets better every season. Oh, shit. That's awesome. Good to know. Grams, 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 Grams. Wants to let them know that he really appreciates everything they've done for him. Because guess what? If Jack is one thing, it's that he's a little sweetie pie. And they're like, run home, Jack. Run Run home, home, Jack. Jack. No, no, you've got it all wrong. Home run, run, Jack. Jack. That's a good movie. It is a good movie. Is that Steven Spielberg? That's Spielberg. It is Steven Spielberg. It is Spielberg. Yeah. It's a good movie. Spielberg. Yeah. Oh, at my mom's place last week, we rewatched E.T. Entertainment Tonight? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> when I was at my mom's house, we would never miss Entertainment Tonight. Extraterrestrial? E.T. the Extraterrestrial? Yeah, that's right. Shit is so good. It was really good still. E.T. is still the shit. Except that, like, there's this, there's this weird scene that takes place at Elliot's school where he lets out like all the frogs. Mm-hmm. That seems to like sort of come from nowhere and end abruptly, but everything everything else about it is fucking ugh. When I was strings. a child, I remember at the end of the movie where E.T. is in, like they have all those like plastic stuff up. Yeah, yeah, where he where they're hooked up together and, and he's like, like dying, he's dying, and all like the yeah, yeah. plastics up. I remember yeah. that being like really fucking scary. When they show up to do that, that's still genuinely unsettling because they just like converge on the house. But that whole sequence is like is like genuinely like harrowing and like heart tugging and like really it's like, like escape. I remember it like being really scary. Yeah, yeah, and like it's it's fucking it's gr- it's great. I think it's the great. moment the bikes take off is one of the great moments of cinema history. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's it makes you believe it like it makes you fucking believe in magic for like five seconds. And you're just like, absolutely. And it's still it's still it still lands like it, that like that moment still. Yeah, lands. I think, you know, we make fun of Dawson for like Spielberg, but he is one of the greatest storytellers, one of the greatest visual storytellers ever. He's a master at what he does. An absolute master. We end Jack and Jen. Big strong hug. Gramps comes in. Yeah. Yeah. Get in here. Group hug action. (laughs) Very sweet. Hyper sweet. So uh, we're back in the B&B. Pacey's Potter. I got some fucking ideas, Potter. And he. What's up, Potter? (laughs) He sees. He sees Joey passed out on the couch and he like tucks her in. And we get a little montage of. Um. Everybody, even this works, like this, like montage at the end with, yeah, Bessie and Bodie and and Alexander having a little a little picnic. It's like oh, it's nice to see, like oh, it's fucking yeah. adorable. Jen and Henry just you know talking all night, having like their first date, you know. Yeah, so yeah, didn't have to be. He's having the first date. He now knows a lot about her sexually. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> A lot so, to take in on the first date. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm going to go home and process this. We see uh, Gail go by the property to check it out. Right. Jack, uh, pack it up. 
ready, uh, yep. ready to make a move, and uh, ready to get back back Dawson to the McPhee, the McPhee house. In his blank walls and landing on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dawson's Dawson's is the most like ah, we couldn't. Fit. Uh, Dawson's in a in a transitional period. Let's just give him. Uh, let's give him uh, tabula and rasa. The last scene is we see Pacey. Staring at Joey falling asleep. Little uh, callback to the, you know, you love somebody if you can stare at <laughs> fucking sleeping all night. And Pacey, we see Pacey about uh, 20, 30 seconds, uh, 20, 30 seconds into that, which uh, I assume is portentous. Yeah. Might be some rocky waters going yeah. forward into Cape Side. This might be our last, last happy episode for a while. Oh, man. If that's the case, they did it upright. Like, this is the best i've felt at the end of an episode this this season yeah this episode is very tightly written there's a problem to solve and there's feelings to have yeah it's, and it's executed very well this is probably the best episode of the season so far yep as we were talking about earlier like there are parts that should just like can of corn just like like fall flat but like the show just like trusts trusts in its an emotional center and just like everything fucking lands you just feel good about everything yeah it's, it's just it was very well done. Yeah, loved it. And it's not an episode loved it. that I remember that well liking. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's not an episode people talk about a lot either. People don't talk this uh, like the B and B episode isn't a uh, isn't a popular uh, return to. No, not really. Interesting. Definitely my favorite episode of this of the season. This is much closer to what I was sort of expecting coming into the season because people, including you always talk about like the third season being like really great and just like real emotional and stuff. And so this is this, this episode is way more sort of like in tune to what I was expecting going into the season. Yeah. 10 out of 10 B and B's. Yeah, totally. 10, 10, 10 B and B's out of 10. So that's what we thought of the episode. Let us know what you thought. Yeah. Did you love it or are you dead inside? You get us at the Dawson dudes on Instagram. At uh, Dawson Dudes on Twitter. Or is that backwards? Whatever. No, is it? Is it the? No, it's the Dawson yeah, Dudes on you Twitter. You can contact us at the Dawson Dudes on Twitter. At Dawson Dudes at on Dawson Instagram. Dudes on Instagram. <laughs> and if you want to email us, feedback at DawsonDudes.com. Hey, get at us. Excited for next week. Always. I'm always excited for next week. The next episode is entitled Northern Lights. Well, that's ambiguous. Let's just say. Only you know what's going to happen. Pacey's big debut on stage. Oh, shit. (laughs) Acting Pacey. Hell yeah. Cool. Into it. Yeah. So uh, join us next time. I'm Brian. I'm Chris. And we're the Dawson Dudes. Loving you, buddy. (laughs) 